0: Hi, beautiful being. Welcome to Primally Nourished. I'm your host, Bridget Woolley, nutritional therapist, nervous system optimizer, embodiment and trauma awareness coach. I'm excited to bring you a weekly dose of inspiration, information, and effective strategies in the realms of health, movement, mindset, and all things personal growth. My mission with each episode is to help you navigate your health and to create consistent and sustainable habits that align with your personal values through accessible holistic and functional nutrition, mindset, and lifestyle education. The focus of this podcast is to share about experiences from my own life, as well as the regular patterns and questions I see in my practice as a holistic health practitioner and to inspire you on your own unique journey to vibrant health. Hi, welcome to today's episode. I'm really excited to talk about this topic (laughs) because I feel like I've had a long journey with this and in the first episode I share about my journey a little bit and kind of talking about the time in my life where I just essentially had chronic fatigue and had to do nothing but rest. Um, and so today's episode is all about stress, and cortisol, and how it impacts adrenal and thyroid health. And so the adrenals and the thyroid are glands that are a part of the endocrine system. And the endocrine system is really linked to our nervous system. And in today's times, a lot of us are living in a state of chronic activation or fight or flight. And this is right—the sympathetic nervous system. So we've, we've probably you've probably heard that term before. And this is where we are. Different things that can put us in fight or flight are right, like waking up to an alarm, constantly being on the go. Not taking any rest, c- chronic to-do lists, um, uh, not blood sugar uh, imbalances, blood sugar dysregulation, uh, g- dis- gut inflammation in the gut, inflammatory foods. Like there's so many <laughs> factors that can trigger our sympathetic nervous system. And the sympathetic nervous system, what it does is it sends a message. To our body and says hey you're not safe and the interesting thing is we see the world through the lens of our nervous system and so if our body is telling us we're not safe then we can start to per- perceive the world as not safe so just like little things like getting behind someone that's driving too slow or Um, just little comments that could trigger us or... So it's like everything kind of becomes... We become reactive to almost everything. Um, so I'm going to talk a little bit about these glands, right? The adrenal and the thyroid. Uh, I imagine you've heard of the, the adrenal glands. There's a lot of talk these days about adrenal fatigue. Um... And so the adrenals are two pea-sized glands that sit on top of your kidneys, so kind of in your lower back area. And although they're tiny, they're pretty powerful. Um, You know, they're one of the most powerful glands in our body. They help release aldosterone, cortisol, adrenaline. um, And our, our, our adrenals control so many actions in our systems. Our stress response our weight uh blood sugar blood pressure uh, how well our immune system response is in fact they're basically our survival organism <laughs> organisms organs um but they can also be responsible for feeling unwell um like irritability fatigue blood sugar imbalances, low, low thyroid function. So the adrenals are like our super gland. They like really help us get shit done in life. But when they are taxed and stressed, then they, they can cause us to begin to experience numerous symptoms. Um, a lot of symptoms, which, you know, today we commonly refer to uh, you will hear just like if you research, you know, adrenal fatigue, it's kind of everywhere. Um, but adrenal fatigue is a, t- a term that's used quite loosely um, in the health and wellness industry. It, I want to talk a little bit about this because I feel like it's it's important to like actually understand what's going on in our system. More accurate, More accurately, it's a dysfunction of our hypothalamus. Pituitary adrenal axis. So, this is called the HPA axis. Our adrenals communicate to the brain and vice versa. So, that's like sending messages back and forth. The adrenals to the brain kind of like communicate signals, right? So, like, kind of how I said, we see the world through the lens of our nervous system. So, if our adrenals are telling our brain, like, oh, we need to get shit done or we need to run or we need to do, right? So that message is going back and forth to the adrenals. And if we're kind of living in that state chronically, then they become depleted. Um, And then we can almost, and I'm sharing about this from from personal experience and also from, you know, hundreds of clients that I've worked with, this is kind of a common um, theme or, uh, or cluster of symptoms I, I see in the world today. And so we can become addicted to the adrenaline, right? So adrenals are pumping out. Adrenaline and cortisol feel good, right? So those hormones feel good in our system. They give us like the zest to do things. They help us like super focus. Um, But when we're in that, we're not meant to like run in that state forever. And so if we are running in that state, kind of chronically or long term without coming to a state of rest or parasympathetic activity, right, that rest and digest, then we almost have to be in sympathetic or fight or flight to feel good. Because if we've burnt out our adrenals or have been running on high cortisol for so long, when that cortisol drops, it's like, our body just wants us to rest for so long. So this is kind of what happened to me, right? For most of my life, I had been going, going, going. I'd been super athlete and then addicted to drugs and alcohol and, and also like then overworking and over exercising, and just kind of like moving from just like running, like going from one thing to the next for my whole life. And so, right, like I was addicted to that adrenaline i was like i had to be feeling the adrenaline to feel good i remember when i when i think i started realizing there was something wrong with my body i was like i was so tired um that i had insomnia i was like i was like I, i was like running on adrenaline all time at all times even throughout the night because um or not because i was running on adrenaline throughout the night so like my body couldn't relax and get into that parasympathetic my body became addicted to that adrenaline state and it was the only time i felt good so it was like if i didn't exercise or move or like stimulate that adrenaline somehow with coffee or with um uh, with movement or with stress like just creating stressful chaotic um uh, relationships or conversations in my life or creating drama that didn't really need to be there, right? Like my system would get really tired. And so it was like, I was like having to create that to feel good. Um, and so I see this pattern, right? A lot. And so I want to talk a little bit about adrenal symptoms, um, and what, how those could show up. And um, some of the different things that that you could experience are like signs that adrenals, the adrenal glands are uh, feeling taxed, are, you know, one, like what state is your nervous system in? And a quick way to check is to just like put your hand on your heart. Is your heart racing, right? Like um, does your body tremble? Um, You know, some people would kind of just like have the shakes regularly. And also like how... Deeply are you breathing? So, um, you know, belly breathing, like just like closing your eyes and slowing down and taking a deep breath deep into your belly and doing that for a few minutes can activate the parasympathetic. So, you know, that's why I like breath work or meditation is so powerful because if we're jumping out of bed first thing in the morning and getting right into that sympathetic state, um, that is elevating cortisol in the morning cortisol is already at its highest in the morning so if we're waking up and then just like elevating it even more typically we'll have a pretty big crash later in the day and so you know starting our starting your morning with like some gentleness some breath some slowness some easing into the day and allowing cortisol to naturally rise um is, is one of the best things we can do for the nervous system. And so signs that are, your adrenals might be burnt out. Um, let's just say you have difficulty falling asleep, staying asleep, and do not feel well rested when you wake. You know, this was one of the things I was experiencing. Like I said, I had insomnia. Like I, I couldn't sleep <laughs> like at all. Um, and um, I'll see this a lot with clients, you know, the waking up throughout all hours of the night, like having to urinate. Like I said, those adrenal glands sit right on the kidneys. Um, so they can kind of stimulate, um, frequent urination, um, which is another sign uh, that your adrenals might be burnt out. Uh, frequent urination, whether that's during the night or throughout the day. When I say frequent, I mean like, you know, you kind of go in like every hour or like unable to hold it. Um, so cortisol is a hormone, it's our stress hormone, so it floods the body, um, and then the body will want to try to excrete that. Um, and the body will really, it excretes toxins through the urine. It excretes toxins through our lungs. Um, so, you know, exercise, breathing, it excretes toxins through our skin and our lymph system, um, through our colon, through our poop. So, so many different so ways. Okay, another sign is you're craving fat sugar, and salt constantly, right? The body is like asking for nutrients. Um, fat and sugar are our two sources of fuel that, that our system runs on, so craving that. And then salt is minerals, um, so the body's just like, I, I need nutrients. And also salt uh, nur- s- essentially nourishes the adrenal glands. So uh, a lot of clients that I see that are really like... Um, Say their adrenals are pretty burnt out, I'll we will put them on electrolytes um, uh, or just like incorporating a lot more salt into their diet. I'll have clients sometimes drink like salt water first thing in the morning. So um, this will help nourish the adrenals and help them relax a little more. Uh, okay, so more signs uh, your memory and focus are lacking. Um, right when we're in that fight or flight, it's kind of hard to recall things. Um and maybe you're experiencing digestive issues. So this is an interesting one. So the parasympathetic, the opposite of fight or flight, you know, rest and digest. So if we're not in rest and digest, then we're in fight or flight. And if we're in fight or flight, we can't digest. So we want to make sure that we are grounding before a meal, taking a few breaths, slowing down. So Um, I'll notice a lot of people like to eat and be on their phones or eat and work at the same time or eat while they're driving or um, like trying to fit in meals. Um, But that can actually cause like food allergies or leaky gut symptoms because if we are eating and our body is not in that rest and digest place, we're not actually able to digest the food, and then this can wreak havoc on our digestive system. It's like the the intestines are trying to digest the food, but how do they digest the food? They digest the food with enzymes, hydrochloric acid, pancreatine, bile, like all of these enzymes can have a harder time releasing into our bellies, into our intestines to absorb the nutrients if we're not if we're in fight or flight, so it's like it's almost like that hydrochloric acid, which is essentially what breaks down our food and makes it absorbable, so we can absorb the nutrients from it. If that hydrochloric acid can't be released because we're in a stressed out state, then that food stays in kind of like large particles in our body and can cause leaky gut symptoms. So, um, could be experiencing some some digestive issues you feel irritable and anxious could be another sign just right like kind of how i said seeing the world through the lens of the nervous system if we're constantly in fight or flight thinking like we're in a our body's thinking we're in a stressed out state all all day long like that feels right like you can just think like irritable and anxious like shaky like constantly going um and so um the next one is you get tired most afternoons from you know, 2 to 4 p.m., crave sugar, salt, or looking for maybe some coffee or caffeine. Um, so that cortisol, right, it's, it's like going up and down all day long, and and, and most often we look at that afternoon crash. Um, so gaining weight, primarily around your waist. So weight gain is an interesting one. Uh, I see a lot of clients who want to lose weight and lose fat, and most of the time i'll tell them they need to chill relax and eat more and they'll be like what <laughs> that sounds crazy that sounds like i will gain more weight um but a lot of times weight gain is a protection mex- mechanism so if the body doesn't feel safe then it will store weight um because it's like well, i need more nourishment i need more calories i'm constantly going i'm constantly like fighting so I need to store weight to protect myself, to make sure I've got enough food. Um, And what will happen is, like, my clients will actually start to rest and eat more. They're absorbing more because they're in that rest and digest state. Their body's getting what they need, and then they start shedding weight. Um, And I think it's really mind-blowing for a lot of people because normally we think, well, I need to exercise more, and I need to not eat as much, or I need a diet, or I need to cut calories, and you'll see this a lot in the fitness industry, um, and I mentioned, you know, I I worked in the fitness industry for many years, and was a component of, right, the dieting myth, like, counting calories, and exercise, like, burn more than you eat, um, this was over a decade ago, so I I do not, (laughs) this does not resonate with, uh, what I believe or teach anymore, but, um, I can, I really get it, and I can see it, um, and see how it's a myth um, and, and not a truth. And um, so I'll, I'll receive clients that are like exercising a lot and also um, under eating maybe, you know, dieting. And I'll tell them, well, but they're, you know, uh, maybe storing weight. Um, and so they keep like, well, I need to just like exercise more, like eat less. And so we try on the opposite, right? We try on actually exercising less and eating more and then they get the results they want. So it's always really, it's always, weight is always really interesting. Um, so hormones, hormones are a mess. So I mentioned the adrenal glands and the thyroid. Uh, the adrenals are the precursor to the thyroid. The thyroid controls our metabolism, um, which also those two things control our sex hormones. Um, so hormones, if the adrenals and the thyroids are ta- thyroid is taxed, our hormones will be kind of in disarray. Um, so you could be experiencing PMS, infertility, low libido, right? If you're in a constant state of stress, like the body doesn't want to have sex. Like it's like, that is the last thing I want to think about or making a baby. It's like, I don't have the resources I need to do those things. So... Um, yeah so some of those signs right um and then these signs lead um talking about the three stages of adrenal stress so um you know i went through all these stages i see a lot of clients go through all these stages and the first one is wired and tired so like in this stage your cortisol levels are naturally elevated in the morning um which is what they're supposed to be. If if you're familiar with the circadian rhythm, right, our um, cortisol starts to rise in the morning, um, you know, 4 to 5 a.m., and then as the sun rises, it peaks. And then it starts to drop throughout the day. And when it drops at night, when the sun goes down, melatonin rises, and that's what helps us get sleepy, helps us sleep. So, um, So cortisol in the wired and tired stage Cortisol levels are naturally elevated in the morning, which is correct. However, you feel wired and and tired, which is cortisol being elevated at night when it should be low. So we can see that cortisol kind of stays high. So when I mentioned like I wasn't able to sleep, that was because cortisol was just elevated all the time when it should drop. Um, This leads to difficulty falling asleep, Um, And and people in the stage will regularly feel on edge and irritated, uh, anxious, um, like constantly worrying. Then the next stage is stressed and tired. So we can see as we go down the ladder, it starts to... um, this, This stage shows more severe cortisol disruption. So higher cortisol in the morning, but falling quickly after lunch. So it spikes, peaks, um, and then drops down low, which leads to afternoon fog, tiredness. Um, And then it'll pick back up, so you'll get a second wind at night. um, But most often, like, wake up in the middle of the night, unable to fall back asleep. Um, So you can kind of see, like, normally, um, you know, I'll show people this when I'm working, but, like, a normal cortisol pattern. like It's like thinking of a line, like, rising up, and then slowly tapering off throughout the day so in the stressed and tired phase it's more like up down up down um so high peaks and high crashes and then we reach the last stage which is full burnout so in this stage it's just like completely exhausted all the time like no energy no zest for life cortisol patterns are just like completely disrupted and um, then, when our cortisol patterns are disrupted for and we reach this burnout stage, we're kind of like at a higher risk for thyroid disease, uh, hypothyroidism, Hashimoto's, hyperthyroidism, autoimmune, gut problems. So, this is what happened to me. Um, I was in full burnout, completely shut down. My body was like, okay, <laughs> we can't do anything. Um, and so, I did get hypothalamic amenorrhea. Um, so I had hypothyroidism, low thyroid function, um chronic fatigue, lost my cycle um so that that is kind of a common thing when we've reached stage three full full burnout so <laughs> um yeah, I just feel like i i like I wanted to start the podcast off kind of talking about this topic because I feel like. You know, uh, the world we live in today is kind of like go, go, go. And I love going. (laughs) I love playing. I love working out. I love doing business and having a lot of energy for life. And um, I also love the balance of the yin and yang and also resting and being able to recharge and kind of like living more in sync with nature and the circadian rhythm and our cycles and so in in the next episode i'm actually going to talk more about that like cyclical living and cycle health um and also like um why i also wanted to, to talk about this in in the first one of the first episodes is because i feel like a lot of people are dealing with this just like stress kind of like being in a stressed out state and so many people are dealing with anxiety nowadays and um yeah and and kind of don't know or don't necessarily know the signs or symptoms or have the tools to be like oh okay like well what do i do from here you know and, and maybe that's um something i'll talk about now is like how well how what are the steps to to heal and because I, I think it's important to take active steps. Um, you know, even if it's small things you can do over time. Maybe you can't make huge shifts in your life because you have kids or you have a full-time job or you have both or you ha- like, who knows what's going on in your life. But um, there's some, some really cool ways that you can just, like, start to implement little things in throughout the day. And so for me, relaxation, like, having an hour of time to myself every day is super it's like a non-negotiable for me so relaxation techniques um I like this first thing in the morning because it's when cortisol is naturally spiking so if I can just like have be in parasympathetic that rest and digest thing space first thing in the morning when i wake up when my mind hasn't been active when it feels like a very spiritual time for me and like easier to drop into meditation or breath work or movement so what i like to do is i'll usually just like get into my body a little bit and start like breathing and moving i i I really like kundalini um so i I practice that but you know ten minutes of breath work, Wim Hof is another great one, or just like deep belly breathing or like a guided breath meditation. And then what I like to do next is move into a seated meditation. So I like to like flood my body with oxygen first, connect with my breath, breathe into my belly, and um then drop into a meditation, usually for five to ten minutes. And then I'll usually do like a journaling practice. Some some free riding or some gratitude Um, and then if i have time i'll do movement but that feels like or have like a cup of tea um or maybe some some nourishment first thing if i'm hungry when i wake up and so um those are all great things but um yeah these practices can activate your parasympathetic nervous system and deactivate your sympathetic nervous system so In turn, this helps your body pump out fewer stress hormones and can truly help your adrenals heal and restore themselves over time. Like a little bit goes a long way, even if you were to just start with, you know, 15 minutes in the morning. You know, consistency is key with the adrenals. Um, And there's some cool meditation apps like Headspace, um, Insight Timer, Calm, just to name a few. Um, So a couple more things, uh, tools epsom salt baths super simple get some epsom salt at any store take a 15 to 20 minute bath um, put a couple drops of lavender oil in there light a candle this is a great way to activate the parasympathetic nervous system and plus it's also wonderful for detoxification and hot bath can help improve sleep so um you know great great tool to use before bed if, if you're having trouble like calming down at night Um, and then sleep, (laughs) you know, sleep is essential to healing your adrenals and hormone health. So, um, when I first started on my autoimmune healing protocol, I was sleeping for nine or 10 hours for the first few weeks. Like once I was able to get out of the fight or flight, my my body was just like, oh, I just want to sleep all the time. Um, and so... Having healthy, having a like healthy sleep hygiene routine is really nice. Like I don't, um, in our home we don't use blue light. Um, so when the sun goes down, we have like all these little like amber salt lamps or candles on. Um, try not to use my phone too much at night before bed, at least like thirty to sixty minutes before bed. Um, and you know, taking a bath, and just being more in a yin space before bed can really help sleep. And then ditching the sugar and caffeine um yeah there's no shortage of right like energy bars coffee elixirs sugar bombs like all these things um the problem is these things do not fix our energy problem they actually perpetuate them um so they stimulate more adrenaline so right our body's starting to crash because it's been pumping out too much adrenaline and then we kind of like feed it a little more so just over time this just like wreaks more havoc um so yeah kind of trying to eat more um nourishing balanced meals throughout the day that help balance blood sugar because uh, blood sugar dysregulation uh, it's also i like to call it the same thing as cortisol so when i work with a client I run something called a signs and symptoms test and I like to do this test before all other tests like hormone tests or blood pa- blood panels because I think our body communicates to us in signs and symptoms and symptoms have been going on in our systems for a long time. Symptoms have been going on so long for some people that like I'll run them through this test. It's about 500 questions and each Um, set of questions correlates with different organ systems in the body and some people go through the test and are like I didn't even know like that that was a symptom until I like saw this um, on the questionnaire because I've just been living with that for so long so you know sometimes all all of a sudden people feel like oh I've just been healthy for so long and then I just like got sick all of a sudden but that's not that true because like our body's always giving us symptoms and typically like Western medicine doctors aren't looking for those symptoms. So, um, those things can maybe like go missed along the way. And, um, so signs and symptoms. Yeah. Where was I going with that? <laughs> um, yeah, so this test um so working when working with a client and using this test it's it's really beautiful because it helps us get more in tune with the messages of our body. Um and then it helps me trace that to the root of like what area of their body is really asking for help. Um and then we can put some emphasis on on that area. Um and I have a one of the areas in the test is blood sugar imbalance and really what that means is cortisol so you know if you're eating meals that are mostly carbohydrates that is spiking your blood sugar right so um and essentially spiking cortisol so you know kind of like eating um carbohydrates continuously throughout the day is elevating blood sugar over and over and over um, so, we want to make sure that we're eating, you know, protein, fat, and fiber at every meal um, to help stabilize that blood sugar, to help stabilize cortisol. Um, so, that 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 is also another tool for, for helping heal the adrenals in the thyroid. And I think I'm going to leave this episode here. And also... Um, if you ever wanted to take the signs and symptoms test that I'm talking about, that is something I offer in um, an initial consultation with a client. So normally I work with clients for uh, three to six months. And, um, but I also do just like one-off consultations for people. And this includes like that long symptom test where we can go in and see like, what is your body communicating with you? Um, you know, and some of these symptoms I mentioned, um, or signs, right? Signs that your adrenals might be burnt out. Those, those can be symptoms. Um, so yeah, I hope this felt helpful. I, I feel like stress and the adrenals and the endocrine system are just so important and will really set the stage for what I continue to talk about throughout this podcast. And yeah, I'm sending you tons of love. Hope you're having a beautiful day. Talk to you soon.